Hello and welcome to another edition of the Solid Rock Minnesota podcast, a place to swing by for a brief moment for some stories or news and things to ponder. It's a place to take a small pause from your busy life. So grab yourself some coffee or a mug of tea or a pop, as we like to call it here in the North Country, and kick back for a moment. Take a breather. The other day I met up with my brother and my cousins. It was our monthly lunch date over at my aunt's house. And we got to reminiscing like we always do, and pretty soon our tales took us back to the cabin when we were kids. We were probably in the age range of like 8 to 15 at the time. It was the summer of um, 1971 or so, and me and my youngest brother, because my oldest brother was in the service at the time, and three of my cousins were all up at the cabin for a few days. And somehow our grandma and grandpa had been left in charge of the five of us while our parents went back to the cities to work for the rest of the week. They were expected to return then on the weekend. Our cabin was a one-room cabin partitioned off with curtains for bedrooms, no running water, no indoor plumbing, a pot-bellied stove for heat from my great-grandma's homestead, and no phones. The cabin was near the little town of Gray Eagle on Swan Lake. It was there both my parents grew up, and it was the farmstead where my mom and her siblings grew up and my Uncle Ed now farmed. The shoreline had been divided into lake lots for cabins, and there were a few cabins on the lake that some of the extended family owned and even my dad's partner from the police force and his in-laws, Grandpa Louie and Grandma Clara, they had a place too. The front of the cabin had the shoreline, and the back was all alfalfa pasture for my uncle's dairy cows. Oftentimes we'd wake up in the morning to a cow staring at us through the window. Between the waves hitting the rocky shoreline and the smell of fresh alfalfa and clover, mixed with the sounds of the cows moving as they headed to the barn for milking, It was pretty much close to heaven as far as I was concerned. With the exception of one thing, the dark, smelly, spider-webbed-filled outhouse out back. Our grandma, although raised by the water, had an incredible fear of the water. There had been a family drowning of a young child years before, and that always stuck with her. She didn't like us kids in the lake, much less near the lake. She didn't want anything happening to anyone, not on her watch. Looking after the five of us near water must have been her worst nightmare, being she hated the water so much. But somewhere in her watching us, she let her guard down and let us take the boat out on the water. My other two cousins from their cabin, they had their boat out at the same time. So we loaded up into the 12-foot aluminum boat. All of us were strapped into our life jackets tighter than last year's tennis shoes, courtesy of Grandma. We hopped into the boat with my brother in the back running the motor and two of my cousins in the middle seat. And me and my younger cousin, we were in the front seat, scrunched in tight with our life jackets snug, touching each other. I felt like two marshmallows on a stick getting ready to be roasted and puff up together. Off we went out to the middle of the lake where the other boat and cousins were waiting for us. We were headed to the sunken island on the lake, about a mile from the cabin. Swan Lake is a long and wide lake. It's about two miles long and about a mile wide. And back in 1971, there really weren't very many cabins on the entire lake, and they were just down the road from my Uncle Ed's farm. We went racing out with the other boat, bouncing up and down with the waves from the wind and from my cousin's boat that was doing circles around our boat. 
They had way more horsepower and easily were doing donuts around us. All the time the water was churning and splashing in on me and my cousin in the front of the boat. We were about ankle deep in the water. We were all laughing and having a great time until it happened. Grandma's worst nightmare was beginning to unfold right before our very eyes. Our motor decided to die a fast, quick death, causing the water from the wake where we were leaving behind us to enter the back of the boat. And as that happened, the boat started to plane and level off in the front as it was slowing down. So water started washing in the front, and the boat took on the character of a submarine ready to dive under. I looked at my younger cousin as she was starting to drift away from me into the lake. My other two cousins were also floating out away from the boat. My brother, he was making a last-ditch effort to make sure the motor was securely attached to the boat as it went under. And then all five of us were in the lake floating next to the boat that was now floating upside down. Within seconds of being out of the boat and in the water, floating with the life jacket that I was thankful was on tightly from Grandma, I felt myself going underwater. I was struggling to come up for air. I felt the weight of my younger cousin climbing onto my shoulders and holding me by the hair. She was convinced that her life jacket wouldn't work and there were leeches going to get her. She decided two life jackets were better than one, so she hopped on my back and hoping that my life jacket was going to save her too. Fortunately, my brother saw what was happening and pulled her off of me as she was screaming and kicking. I was thinking she maybe needed someone to slap her back to reality, like you see on the movies with people who get hysterical. To this day, I'm not completely sure one of her sisters didn't slap her upside the head, because she eventually did calm down and hung on to the edge of the tipped boat like she was told to do. Meanwhile, in the other boat, my cousins were floating next to us in the water and laughing hysterically at what had just happened. Here we were about a half mile from the nearest shore with our boat upside down and us clinging to the edge of it. We were in deep water and not even close to the sunken island where we maybe could have gotten into shallow water and righted the boat up to get home. Well, once the other cousins got done laughing at us in the water, we came up with a plan. Somehow we needed to all get back to shore and all at the same time so Grandma would see us all and not freak out that someone was not in the boat and was MIA. We were afraid with her intense fear of water, she may have a heart attack if she saw that. Since we couldn't have seven people in the boat at once, we'd have to take turns getting back to shore. We hoisted my younger cousin into the boat, all the while she was kicking and screaming in fear of she was going to drown and go underwater and the leeches were going to get her. And then we got my other cousin in. Off they went to shore, down by Uncle Ed's pasture, about a quarter mile from the cabin. They were told to not go back to the cabin until they saw us coming back. We were to arrive all at the same time. Me, my brother, and other cousins stayed behind and held on to the upturned boat and drifted further into the middle of the lake. We watched as the other boat hurried off until we couldn't see them anymore, but could just hear the hum of the boat as it got farther and farther away. What seemed like forever was probably more like 30, 45 minutes until we could hear the boat getting closer, coming back for us. But there's something creepy about hanging onto a boat and floating farther away from where you want to be, a feeling like you might be forgotten out there. Eventually they came back to pick us up. One by one we climbed and they pulled and we hoisted ourselves into the boat. Finally we were all in and on our way back to the cabin.
As we headed back to the cabin, we could see the cousins on shore running through the cow pasture trying to get back to the cabin at the same time, just as we had planned. The cousins were round in the corner of the cabin, and we were in front of the cabin in the boat when Grandma saw us coming. Well, she saw that it wasn't the right boat or the right people in the boat, and she clasped her hands to her chest. Even from the boat, we could see her face pale, and she grabbed for the railing to steady herself. We all started yelling we were fine to look up by the cabin where my two cousins appeared. We got dropped off on the dock and continued to yell and point to the two on shore already. Within seconds, they had reached her and were wrapping themselves around her, and we were running up to her to say we were fine. It took several seconds for the color to come back to her face. We all felt pretty guilty about putting Grandma through that ordeal. She never said a word to us about how we had scared her half to death. She pretty much didn't say much to our folks about it either when they arrived at the cabin. None of us got in trouble. As my cousin said the other day when I wondered why she never outed us to the parents, she said because then she would have outed herself for letting us go out onto the lake. Maybe. But I think more so she was wise to let us come to our own conclusions regarding that day. The fishing tackle from the tip boat remains at the bottom of the lake to this day 50 years later. And the boat, with the motor attached to it securely, it was recovered and cleaned up and had many more outings. Through the years, many a conversation has been had regarding the sinking of the boat and the summer we almost killed our grandma. Never did she scold us for going out there that day. She was a wise woman. She let us feel our own guilt for putting her through the fear of losing her grandkids. And that was our consequence, feeling our own stuff. She was quite the lady with so much wisdom. I can only hope to have even half the wisdom she had as a grandma with my own grandkids. Hopefully they will come to benefit from a grandma's wisdom too. Thanks for listening to the Solid Rock Minnesota podcast. We're honored and grateful that you stopped by. If you'd like to receive one of our Solid Rock Minnesota bumper stickers, please message us here at the podcast or go to our website at www.solidrockminnesota.com. We'd love to send you one free of charge with no strings attached. Until next time, may you be filled with life, love, laughter, family, and friends, people who truly know you. Many blessings.